second cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a freak! What are we alive for except to grab all the kicks we can? To contaminate our society. Now being renovated. Mr. Dowd. Podcasting live from almost the end of the world. This is the worst little podcast, and I'm your host, the Reverend Rory Dowd. Tuning in with us here, we've got the Nick and the Rick uh, holding it down for the team. But better than that, we've got the Jub Jubs crew, the Jubs dads, the Jubs owners, the Jubs people, and the spirit of Jubs. This week here. We're talking out of our ass. Ooh, was that on Hi purpose, there. Rory? Damn. That was nice. That almost sounded <laughs> oh, like it was, was on beautiful. purpose. I write a new script every week. I hand type it <laughs> with my old Underwood typewriter, and then I laminate it on cards so that I can read it every week. I don't just make it up as I'm speaking. And after all. you're done with it, you paste it into one of those composition books, right? Yes, I have a complete listing of all of them that I've done for every episode. And that's why we know we have over 200 episodes. Amen. <laughs> We're getting close to four. 400. Uh, actually, we are closer to 400 than 200. Absolutely. Oh, fuck yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of stupid and awesome. Stupid awesome. We um, should shoot for a thousand shows. At least. Well, well that'll depend <laughs> on the studio. <laughs> well, let's stop when Reno runs out of bands. Uh, hi, everybody. It's good to see you, hear you again. Hope you've had a great week. Hi, guys. Welcome, Jubs family. How are you all? Hola. I'm going to introduce you. Well, I'm actually going to give you a chance right now. Uh, uh, just introduce yourself. Say your name so the audience can know your name and your voice all at the same time. Start with Lou. Hi. Lou's on air, you know. That Next. Hey, I'm Brian. I'm the, the oldest of us all. The guy in the bottom right. If everybody's bottom right, it's my son, Josh. We all have different things, Dad. I'm just saying. We all got different things. Yeah, our video on Zoom, yeah, is, like, we have different layouts. Yeah, Rick Rick is my bottom right, and that's absolutely not my... I guess. have used my center square, Brian. All right. Oh, man. I'll pick yeah. Brian for the center square that's for the a, win. That's the <laughs> Paul Lynn square, isn't it? Yes, the Paul Lynn square, my favorite square. <laughs> Hi, I'm Josh. I'm I'm the guy in the, the square that doesn't know where he's at. I'm his son. Hi, uh, Josh. Yes. I'm Faith. I Faith. Faith, your favorite bartender. Welcome, all you guys. I love you all. It's really, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you guys here on the podcast since we've actually done an episode of the podcast at the bar. Right? We can't prove that, but it did happen. Yes. <laughs> it was unrecorded, but it, it worked out just fine. I was there. I remember. <laughs> we have a lot. We have a lot of witnesses that that happened. And a lot of pictures. No show, but yeah. we have a lot of witnesses. That was our first, or that wasn't our first birthday. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it that yes, it yeah. was. It never happened. Can't prove it. Let me set this up real quick. We are doing an emergency Mary Anarchy for, instead of an individual, the venue of Jub Jubs. Because Jub Jubs isn't just a bar. It is an individual monkey. And these four monkeys 
are going to tell us the story of that monkey and its origins. For the first time ever in public, possibly while high, definitely while drinking, um, the, the public portrayal, drunk history of Jub-Jubs. We will also be interspersing this episode with the lovely music of one of our local favorite bands, the Riptide Bandits. All right, so if we're going to start with the history, I think Lou should start. Where Ooh. did Jub-Jubs begin, Lou? Where was Jub-Jub first conceived? Uh, there's a there's a story, a mini story inside of Alice, Alice the, uh, the Looking Glass, you know, the Alice thing. Through the Looking Glass. Through the Looking Glass. By okay. Lewis Carroll? Yeah, Lewis Carroll. Yes. And there's a a story about the Jabberwocky in there, a poem, a poem about that. And I just, I read it today for whatever reason, because I wanted to look up Jabberwocky. And in that poem, which is like, I don't know, 12 lines long, it says, Jub Jub. Yes. In reference to what? First time I noticed that. So that's probably where it actually started. It's the Jub Jub bird. Yeah, the Jub Jub bird, something like that, Jub Jub bird. Like Frumius or something? And you thought, that's I, not a bird. He, he, that's a I monkey. The poem is a bunch of made-up words. But that's not where this Jub-Jub started. I didn't know anything about that when we talked about Jub-Jub. It was a... So, so you, you came, came up with your name, Jub-Jub, completely interdependently of the Jabberwocky. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Man, this is an absolute digression first, that goes nowhere. Yeah. yeah. A, I mean, you've read the Jabberwocky before. It was a play that was done at Bruca. It was the original play back, I don't know, 2000. 2002. I have the thing. It's 2002. Yeah. 2002. It was, it was the okay. water world. Yeah. yeah. It's called Blue we 2. Boat, Blue and two. The next year yeah, we had Blue 2. Yeah. I, have, I, I, have a, I have a DVD. Yeah. So Brian did that DVD. No, Brian did, Brian. Brian did the, the soundtrack, not the DVD. Sorry. Um, anyway, so the, in. In the play, Jub Jub was one of the characters. Uh, he was he wasn't a character. Yeah, I guess he was a character. It was a monkey whose name was Jub Jub. Okay, that's so that's where Jub Jub came from. Also in the play, I was in the play. I had the line "fuck your day." At some point after that play, we were trying to shift the name of what we were doing as a camp called Planet Bruca at Burning Man to something else. Over in a drunken evening. In the back of Bruca, we came up with Jub Jub would be the mascot or the name of the of the camp, the new name of the camp, and it would kind of have this uh, "fuck your day" backline, backstory about it. So that's was the original conception, probably the fall of two thousand three. And when 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 Lou came wasn't out, that boring? Was that was boring, wasn't it? Wasn't that boring? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> It was much more fun to live through, Luke. Gosh, you look like you have something to say. So in, in 2003, we've always had a bar. We were always looking for a, an identity for our bar to move on from where we had started. The Jub Jubs gave us this, this, this entire whole life that we could live by. And the motto was, fuck your day. And fuck your day was never meant to be an insult, which is taken by people who hear it for the first time. Fuck your day was always meant as a positive thing and a greeting. So 
we adapted it as our own. And I remember the first shirts, uh, the first time we ever did it, we had department of transportation. We had a bunch of our cars out at burning man and our jobs were just to drive around and anybody needed a ride. We would just give them a ride. But then at the end, we would always say, fuck your day. And I remember how fuck your day was taken as such a negative concept when we first came up with it, you know, like you would say fuck your day to somebody and they would get mad. Um, as the years progressed, fuck your day became a greeting and something that meant I love you. And it has changed from the fact that it was a negative connotation to a positive connotation, yeah. which is something that I love the most about it all. Because it sounds so horrible, you just telling a stranger, you're like, yeah, hey, fuck your day. But when they get it and they've heard it, they know that it is a positive thing and it's something that means that I love you and that you're family. So yes. we even we even have samples of Riku saying Deb just says F your D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. And yeah, my, my, my kid, my kid went to school. My kid went to school and we had to block out the fuck. So it just said F your day so that she could walk around with it, you know, but it changed some to be some positive. I love that to death. And that's why we got to do this emergency Mary Anarchy. Just fuck your day. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a huge family that started. When did the bar start? The bar started 10 years ago. So 2010. Okay, so like, it was a Burning Man camp for seven years before you started the bar. And when we got the bar, we got it in such a hurried context where we got the bar and we had to come up with a name. And we thought about it for a long time. And the only thing that really struck our chords or made us matter was Jeb Jeb's. Well, I think that's a good little chapter break. Let's have a song and come back for the next chapter, how the bar got really going. So should we talk about why we're playing Riptide Bandits? Um, unfortunately, <laughs> this past weekend, a good member of the family, a regular patron and, and performer, our good buddy Grouch, um, passed away. Um, due, due to some uh, injuries um, and, and uh, health conditions. Um, and we are all, as a community, just rocked um, by this loss. Um, he was a guy that everybody knew, and I don't know a single person who had a bad thing to say about him as a person. He was, uh, uh, had a big heart and always had a smile or a beer or a shoulder for anybody who needed it and uh, was an extremely talented and gifted musician in his own right. Um, and just funny uh, as fuck. I mean, but, uh, like hanging yeah. out with him, I always, <laughs> laughed. I always laughed so fucking hard. And, um, and there's a, I looked, we've got um, Voted Best Band and um, the Riptide Bandits were both on the podcast years ago. So if you mm -hmm. wanted to hear Grouch's voice again, it's there. You can always step back. And those yeah. fucking yeah. episodes are really awesome and funny. And, um, that sucks. So yeah, Grouch is gone. And back in 2014 at the studio, we started recording another album for the Riptide Bandits, but we never finished. We just like so got it most of the way done. Released yeah. exclusive content. <laughs> so and uh, and so in all these songs that we're gonna play for you, the the awesome soloy guitar that's just going crazy through the whole song is uh that's Grouch. So. 
Uh, this is the song Surf and Spur.
such a good band to see live. Uh, uh, that really sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Man, Grouch is the first guy ever that I saw that had taken the, the spring reverb out of his guitar cabinet so that on stage he could kick it so that it would like go, and it sounded like, like a bunch of like crazy lightning when you kick your spring reverb. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I remember That's that. That's how rockabilly, yeah. a lot of rockabilly dudes do that. Fuck, but he was the first one I ever saw do it. I thought, what the fuck are you doing? He's all, no, it's yeah. amazing. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh-huh. He's, he's going to be missed a lot. Yeah. Well, if you're out there, <sighs> raise, it, raise him if you got him. To- toke him if you got him. Um, and enjoy your life. Have a laugh if you got one for Grouch. Maybe put on a vest. Dress nice. <laughs> he was a very snappy motherfucking dresser at all times. Grow a, beard. <laughs> Grow a big ass beard down to your knee. <laughs> big ass beard. Took really good care of his beard. Jeez. It was soft and nice. Like, like so you know, when you see right. the ZZ Top guys, it's like so like that kind of nice beard. <laughs> yeah. So straight. Easy. Yeah, it no, matches personality. Really soft and really nice. <laughs> so to get back to Jub Jub, so you guys were out on the playa making dusty drinks for for thirsty burners for seven years as as a, as a camp. Of of uh, theater and music weirdos, basically. Yeah, Yeah. six years. Six years. No, if we started, if Jub started in 2004 and we were 2010, so yeah, six years before Jub started. (laughs) It's close. (laughs) I was saying, well, we said 2002 was the 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 when the play started. So yeah. 2003 yeah, was the first year. I thought that was the same year that you did the play is when we took it out to Burning Man. Yeah, it was, it was 2003 was the first year. It's when we did... Uh, so yeah, the play was in 2002, yeah. and then it went out in 2003. So right. then it's been, yeah. Uh, we built the Temple of Chance. We did We did the... We tried to do the Department of Not Quite Public Transportation. Department of Monkey Business. 11 years yeah. that... that yeah. Well, no, that'd be seventeen. Uh, no, sixteen. That Jubs has been a camp. Right. So, yeah. Um, while we had those, and that we've been a bar. Yeah. Right. While we had the bar at Burning Man, um, a friend of mine hit me up and said, uh, "If I ever start a bar, would you like to be a bartender?" And I said yes. And that was like two years after we started. So it was like four years before Jub Jubs. Four years later, he just hit me up out of the random and he said, hey, you know, like I'm starting a bar. Would you like to be a bartender? I said, yes. And that was the broken spoke. Um, Unfortunately, they only had about a year of success before they closed. And then after that, me and Faith took over the, the, the ownership of the bar. Same location. Same location. Same everything. You know, same everything. And about, yeah, that was 10 years ago and we took it over and we decided to move on. And I'm glad this is drunk history because that makes me feel better. <laughs> like what? Uh, those, was it like the showroom not yours for a while and that yeah, was, was like, the, was you know, a prom dance hall? No, the what front- happened was 
was Johnny and those guys had the bar room and they were only there for like a year. So there was like yeah. April to April, right? It was almost an so exact year. I had had Kai and I was taking a year off of working. So Josh was working and he was like the sole provider at the time. And so when they, he came in one day and there was like a notice on the door that said, you know, you guys are, you weren't, you're not like getting back in the building. You owe us yeah, much money. I showed up for work one day and there was a notice uh, on the door that said, Hey, you're not open today. And the owner didn't contact me. They, uh, they didn't want him to open so bad that they welded the doors shut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no shit. The crazy thing is I happen to know the, the owner of the building. She and my mom worked together like way back when, and they did real estate, her and her dad own the fucking building. And so we went to them and I was like, Oh shit, we got to go talk to Didi. Cause you're the only one that's making money in the family right now. I was taking a year off to have the first year with the kid. So, and then the doors are closed. Like we need to talk to somebody now. Cause Johnny was like, Oh no, we're going to open up again, but they're all messed up on all kinds of drugs. And I was like, I'm not fucking buying this shit at all. We got to go talk to the <laughs> landlord and see what the fuck's actually happening, you know? <laughs> and so we went in there and they were like, they're not getting back in the building. And she was like, you guys know what you're doing. You've been doing this for a long time. Why don't you go down to the city right now and fill out your DBA and fucking file up, get your business, your liquor license and everything and like make it happen. So we went home and we were like, fuck, are we going to make this happen? And so, yep, just kind of decided, all right, this is what we're going to do. And then this so was a long was decision, like, they have 45 fucking days. So yeah, okay. we made it all happen within 45 days. And the, they all, the only thing he went in there to get out of that whole entire building was a bunch of beer steins. That's all he got. And then 45 days, he, he didn't even get any of the alcohol or anything. That's how messed up they were. And so we just opened up. We didn't fucking buy anything, really. We didn't buy very much booze. We just opened up 45 we days later. We're like, fuck it. We're going to soft opening. We're going for it. We got to open up with all the booze that he left behind. I mean, it was a miracle. And that's why I believe in us so much is because it was a miracle of what we got. It was a miracle of what we have. It's a miracle of what we still have. Ten years. So then it took three years after that because the other side, they rented it out to the... um well, first it was all just full of Johnny's bikes and all kinds of weird shit and their extra drug paraphernalia. And so they cleaned all that out, or we helped them clean it out, got rid of it. And then they had the Quintanera wedding reception hall in there for a little bit. And then those guys couldn't pay rent either. So they left, and then we were like, all right, we're going to – we need the whole building. We're going to make this into a venue because it – the, the the plan was never to have like a a bar, you know. We weren't here to like just get people drunk. It was about community and and music and art, you know. So yeah, we kind of this the other side was just uh, footloose. Let's get a barn and put yeah. on a dance. Yeah, we don't. That's <laughs> why we don't have we don't have food. We don't have gambling. We don't have any of that. We're 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 about the art and the culture of Reno and like making it all happen. And that was part of it when like we all made that showroom happened that was everybody working together we all mm -hmm. built that together there was so yeah. many times that we all sat there and uh days and days where we as a community came together and built it Not the band. as a team you know like <laughs> just putting things up and you know making the stage and every, all of that it was 
pretty fucking amazing. We have never known exactly. That was 2013. That was the year I stayed home from Burning Man for some reasons. But remember, I, we worked on that that summer. Yeah. Yeah. Put yeah. put the walls up and re- yeah. rebuilt the, the whole page. thing. Yeah, did all that stuff. Yeah, I was I was gone. I was gone doing another money making project. We won't talk about that as far as it goes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like um, yeah, <laughs> thanks, Lou. Um, but we always wanted more. And we always wanted not more as the a fact of we want more of money. We wanted to do more. We wanted to be able to give more to our community. We wanted to be something that was uh, looked up for for the fact of what we were doing, not for the money we were making, but for the things that we were doing. I don't know what I've always taken part in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's the money we hoped we were making, but we didn't make, we didn't do that. You know? Yeah. Sorry. Well, I'm not, yeah, yeah. But, and, just, you know, yeah. but what, what you have accomplished is, is uh, you know, a, a lot of that in no short order. I mean, being a venue in in a town like Reno, in a state like Nevada, to to have a ten year run for like you you can officially label yourselves, I think, iconic if not noteworthy. Absolutely, uh, especially with it's such a dog eat dog kind of uh, industry. Like bars, venues, they come and they go and and are forgotten. But Jub Jubs has left a huge stamp on Reno. I would say in the last decade, and if. Frankly, if not for you guys, uh, uh, you know, Mary Anarchy would be a much different event. Yeah, well, that's the whole, <laughs> I think that's the whole point is that it's a community base, you know? Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we don't have any corporate funding basing us. We have, um, it's been, it's been the us. community is funding us and we've totally, that's you know, drunkards and musicians and artists. Yeah. Is because of you guys, it's 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 all of us. You know, it's totally the fucking community. If if you, Rory, and you, Nick, and Brian, and 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 Rick, and you know, Josh, everybody, my dad, like, yeah, and Lou, we don't have it without all of the, the these, um, you know, vital fucking points. We wouldn't we wouldn't all be here. We we're all part of the the cogs that make the machine. And, and it's what's it's it's what's made us. When I say successful, we're turning into drunk history, and I love it. But when I say successful, I mean um, keeping your head above water is a huge thing to say. So I I love where we're at and what we did because we are. You know, like support fundraisers, memorials, weddings, birthdays. I believe that that is why we've been so successful is because of community. Theater, uh, uh, full on runs of multiple productions. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's the multiple of things that we've been involved with. Sorry, Nick, go ahead. And for the community of musicians in Reno... We get to play because you guys provide that for us, a place to play, you know? And then on top of that, rad bands to play with. Like opportunities with touring acts. Black flag and Kyle Gas. Kyle Gas. Twice. I didn't mean that. You know what I mean? Like without that stage and shit, 
my dreams don't come true. You know what well, I mean? I think all of us made that it's happen nothing. though, because we've all been working for so long in this, in this scene it, without all of us doing this, like we provided like the space you guys provided the fucking, you know, all of us did the, did the background yeah. together. It was you totally know, symbiotic all provided all of this and we just, yeah. we were super we were, lucky we, to be able to have this space and do it and, together. So I mean, we, provided, really we provided the location, but Nick and Rory and all you guys, you all provided the talent that goes along with it. But, but also, Aww. no, I'm even beyond the talent that you guys provide a space for. And thank you for those wonderful compliments. I really do. Like, thank you sincerely. Um, even beyond that, though, you guys have a loyal following of people who might not be artists or musicians or performers who like the space you've created and being a part of it, who are there to, like, make some crafts or, or bake some food for a show, uh, you know, or house some touring musicians. Uh There's a huge community. There's a huge community of people who 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 just like come, come in there. You know, well, like being welcome there. And, the and that's part of it, too. Thing. Yeah, that's part well, of the whole thing, you know, is that not all of us are fucking kick-ass, you know, guitar players or whatever, but we're all we're all family. And that's that's what Jubs is, is that we create that family atmosphere. And I think that's the bottom fucking line. What, 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 what's okay. always got me is, is that when we were, because we've been in this, this, um, realm for a long time and it was always punk metal rock all this stuff but when we got to start Jub Jubs we hooked up with Dan Hubbard and Dan I love you so much I have to give you so much credit for helping us out and making us what we are but Dan made us into one of the greatest hip hop areas that that Reno's ever seen. Like there's nothing else that Reno has had that we are like. And to have him bring in Karis one on yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like yeah. just Legends. You know, like it, it's amazing. Too short. I can't give him yeah. enough shout outs to let him know how much it means to me how much he helped us out. And he turned us into a shitty little, you know, we were just trying a uh, uh, mom and pop venue. I don't mean shitty. I just mean mom and pop little venue to and not the place, dating factory. all slick. Yeah. Something. A place that's not corporate funded. Not corporate. It's just me. Yeah. It's just us. That is making a place work out. And, and the rest had, of the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. No, I, I give everybody Every monkey, all yeah, product, yeah. all credit, you know, but to have Black Flag and to have KRS one and to have Andre Nicotina and or Engine Orange and DRI and all these bands play there, it's just it just blows me the fuck up. It just blows what? me away. And it does make the difference between you guys being Hey, just uh, just another hole in the wall where local bands can play some rock and roll music or blah, have some open mics. Uh, and having oh, it's legit, you you become that you graduate up into the next level of of real venue. You know, because yeah. it's it's about serving the community again, not just any any one part of it, but the whole thing. But it's, you know, it's bands like. Uh, 
uh, Amigo the Devil, who the first time he played, nobody. Second time he played, everybody. Yeah. The Weirdos, <laughs> who has never played again, but there were they only played in front of six people, and it might be one of the best performances I've ever seen in my entire life. I love those guys so much. Yeah. So to have the, the, the less and the more. Sorry, Nick. the merman. Oh, merman. Merman shows that jobs oh, no, are the, the best, merman. dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had some really I fun times at that show. Captured. My good, our good friend Jaybot. I love Captured. Oh, yeah. Like, that this this is one of his anchor. You know, Jubs is one of his anchor spots on almost every tour he goes out on, either oh, begin or sure. ends. And he he actually donated quite a bit to the cause. Uh, I won't say how much, but I was really hey. touched by his. Thank you, Jaybot. We love you. Yeah. How about and we Tony hope Chris? someday your your robot masters free you. Yeah, the teddy bears. They, it makes it even. <laughs> Get hugs by the teddy bears and whips from the robot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Where else can you see shit like that? Right. Yeah. And and, yeah. and if you're listening and unfamiliar with these acts, uh, definitely check out "Captured by Robots" and the Teddy Bear Orchestra. It's unlike anything you've ever seen. <laughs> robot. How about Tony Clifton? Oh yeah. Tony oh yeah. Clifton. Tony motherfucking <laughs> Clifton. <laughs> that really happened. Amazing shit at the bar. Um, <laughs> out of this world, yeah. I'm uh, blown away by some of the talent that we've had. And not just us as well. Even, you know, it's wild. Like when it was the, when it was Stoney's that like Guar played and fucking yeah. Stone. And, you know, there's been some real talent in that building. Reno's such a vessel for, you know, wild shit coming through that wouldn't go anywhere else. It's time for song. It is time for a song. Yeah, we should get a little song in and we'll come back to this. Word. This is Flatsy.
man, fucking That's such a great song. Damn. It's so sad that we never released that, man. And that was 2014, man. so right after that is when I left the first dog. That was one of the last things that was recorded at the old Dogwater Studios before I moved to the new location. Well, because we were also just discussing, too, that was uh, um, Lou was on the show for Tooth of Crime shortly uh, before. That was like one of the last podcast oh, yeah. episodes we recorded over there. I think that was the last Okay, show. that's what I was yeah. thinking, too, but I wasn't positive, but I, that's, that's what I thought, yeah. So let me talk for a minute. Uh, yeah, please, Brian, like the elder okay. statesman, please. have. So, have... <laughs> so here's kind of the way I look at it. I mean, I started going to Burning Man in 97. Uh, Bruca Theater was a creative space for all of us. Um, you guys know the years. Whatever year it was, we had to choose a new, a new identity. And it became Jub Jub because we're monkeys and we all understood that. <laughs> um, for for how, how, however long of years it was since 97 to when we were able to jump off the playa and open the, the bar, we only had a Burning Man experience with Jub Jub Bar. So when we had the opportunity to open the Jub Jub Bar, we didn't even know what really to invent because we were all just fucking burners. It was Jub Jub's third party. So um, as, as it evolved, it turns out it was better than a dive bar, but not a margarita bar. <laughs> it was the fucking, no yacht music here. <laughs> it was the fucking classiest dive bar. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Second classiest dive bar, which is even better. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who was first, but that's okay. That's why it's better. You can't yeah. you can't even win the worst dive bar. <laughs> so I I think that those ethos that the Jub Jub Burning Man camp was forced to bleed into the Jub Jub dive bar, which was then again forced to to dive into the Jub Jub big room. And I, th I think that as Burning Man's taught us through the years, that the best people that are at Burning Man are the most broken people that we ever know in our lives. And and Jub Jub has kind of been, to, it, it's become the refuge for all those fucking broken people that are looking for some friendly faces, just looking for a, a place that they can call home. And I, I think that when you walk into the Jub Jub bar, not the big room, but when you walk yeah. into the jug yeah. bar, you you just feel that. Yeah. There's somebody that's going through the same bullshit that you're going through. So I know our first my first year was ninety-six, but ninety-seven, I turn around and says, Dad, you have to come with me because this is the shit. Like this is the exact shit we've been looking for our entire life. So <laughs> from from nineties <laughs> now we have given our heart to burning man even though we're not a burning man bar when i want to reinstate that you know like we are a family bar who has its roots in burning man but to go out with and i know faith faith is the same thing you know like to go out to burning man and to 
want to bring your parents out there with you <laughs> is not something that's <laughs> you know like the first thing i thought of when i went to burning man i was like oh my god next year i have to take my dad to this because because you're a good son because no they're amazing it's more yeah. than that nick i yeah. am a good son but my dad is amazing and my dad knows exactly what this is yeah, I, my first year was 98 Agreed. and I had a life changing experience and there's no fucking way I'd ask my parents to come with me. It would the first- they, they they would have like like just like a mental seizures and like stop like the robot the tin man in in Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I went out I went out my first year in 96 and when I hit the playa I said, "Oh shit. No." And I brought my dad out in 97 and it's 2000. And have you missed a year, dad? One. The one year after they fucked Lou. <laughs> well, well, let's not get into that. But yes, you missed one. Uh. <laughs> Again, I mean, I'm not going to get into it. You guys can. But I mean, you missed one in from 97 till now. You yeah. missed one year because I knew that you did, like, I love you. You're, you know, I'm not even going to. Drunken history. I love you, dad. (laughs) And I I invited you out there because I knew that I would love you more. And I'm glad of what it gave us as a family. I'm glad what it gave us as a father-son unit. And I need to stop because I'm tearing up right now. <laughs> well, I'll That's tell you awesome. what. Through it all, I don't know what I would be without Burning Man and without the Jub Jub Camp. As far as uh, what, the thing that everybody has to realize is that when I first went to Burning Man, I think I was like 47 years old. How old? Is, how old are you guys? Um, that was 2000 or. No, the first year I went to no, Jump Jump no, Camp was right. 98. 98 no. was the first year at Planet Bruca. Okay, it wasn't no, what Jump I'm Jump, saying, it was Planet Bruca. What I'm saying is I was 47 years old when the first time I went to Burning Man. How old are you guys now? I'm 46 right now. Okay. And the first time I went to Burning Man was 96. Yeah, fuck you. Do the math. Okay, well, I, I think I think what my point is is that I I met all you guys at Burning Man 22 years ago, and I was already 47, and you guys are all right in my ballpark. Yeah. I'm 47 now, Brian. Well, I will be go. like okay. a month and a half. Okay, okay. So 22 years ago, I went to Burning Man in your world, and then yeah, for 22 and years, you've never been Burning- anything less than just us. Yeah. You've yeah. always been us, Dad. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Stop crying, Josh. Oh, no. I that's can't. An- I fucking can't. <laughs> no, I, no. I'm sorry. That's that's an artichoke. <laughs> I can't. I'm eating artichokes at the moment, and I still can't cry. Whatever. I love you, Dad. Thank you, Josh. I love you more than anything you'll ever know. <laughs> no, no, I know because you're my son, and I know how much that shit works, man. 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, right. I love you so much. This is Josh Wait. signing off for a minute while he cries over and over. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the I love you, man, portion uh, of the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is every drunk, drunk history. Yeah, every drunk gets here drunk eventually. Hit. Oh, God. I'm glad we're not together. We'd be kissing. <laughs> yeah. oh, we would love that. That'd be fine. <laughs> It'd be fine. Yeah, no, I'm just glad there's not video because I'm already kissing the camera. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> love, real love on the radio. Every man should grow up being able to kiss his old man. There you yeah. go. Absolutely. And, and faith my daddy in taught me that, and I'm teaching my son that. I have no issue kissing my dad, by the way. No, no. It's, or my I, best friend. It's, it's kind of wild you guys are, um, you know, faith in... Lou, you know, Faith is Lou's daughter. And I don't know if the audience knows that. And and Brian is Josh's dad. And like I think they figured that part out. But Lou and Brian are best friends. Which is kind of trippy that their kids wound up together. You know what I mean? They gave them grandkids that are both part Lou and part Brian too. Isn't that weird? <laughs> like when you look at them, you're like, I see Brian in oh, there too. My best friend's in there. Uh, you're right. Brian's like I see Lou and my and, my kid, my grandkid. You know, this and then trippy, Jub right? is this giant group creation of of all the minds together. There you go. It's it's bigger than doubling just... down. <laughs> yeah, and the kids come in and it grows, and then who knows? Really, Jub Jub should be. It's like highs right now, right? You know. I mean, as far as the the whole like lying down, but he's only eleven, so I can't say right. I can. So wait, I got. I, so I got like to going share, for a while, so he handed off. I'd to like a to share a, a jub memory of of Kai. Um, uh, as the the audience probably already knows, Riku, my daughter, has spent quite a lot of time on the stages and backstage at Jubs and running around at Mary Anarchies and being a part of shows there. Um, I do remember at one point, uh, she was probably like, Kai was six. She was eight, maybe. And they had just, uh, they, they had met each other before, but at that age, you're just like meeting people for the first time, kind of. Um, and I remember she came in for a Mary Anarchy or I was just stopping by. It wasn't a Mary Anarchy even because, uh, uh, Kai walks up to her and says, Oh, can I show you the back room? And like this little prince, hello, may I show you my private kingdom? And then the two of them disappeared for the next 90 minutes while I proceeded to, you know, hang out at the bar and do what you do. <laughs> and it, and, and Kai was just, it, it, it was his own personal private playground running around backstage, going up on the stage, jumping on the couches and, um, they've both had such great times there and you know that's what makes it different than I think like you say it's a mom and pop venue not not a corporate bar um, I can't imagine it's, it's a place where we raise our kids it's a workplace we raise our kids <laughs> I honestly can't imagine the lifestyle that Kai has lived where oh dude it's, he's not, it's so nothing much. like anybody else you know, like he grew up, he grew up awesome. with you guys, with you guys. Look at, look at what we got right now. He grew up with you guys. 
you know, like that is yeah. amazing. That is, that is just That's nothing to brag about, the, man. He has the best sense of humor. He has the best well-rounded. I, I can't even imagine. And my life was growing up with, have you seen my dad? If you can just show him. That's my dad. I grew up with that guy. And I appreciate every moment of it. I really no, nobody's do. Gonna I see that later, by the way. every moment that my dad taught me a life's lesson that you all did not get the privilege of learning. So my, that laugh right there. What? And your dad's laugh that he just had after. You yeah. Yeah. I love you, dad. You that gave me perfect. the best life's experience I can even imagine. But what we, me and Faith are giving Kai is a life's experience. This is one up from that, which is just crazy. I can't even imagine growing up with one up what I had. And I love you, Pops. Okay. I'm, I'm I, an old guy. Okay, you don't even know. He looks no, like Santa Claus with a short beard, folks. Let's have another song and reset. And then, um, yeah, and probably come back, chit-chat a little bit more and, and uh, talk a little bit about the upcoming Mary Anarchy event. So, Rick, what's the next song we got here? This is Roswell Writers, which is a great song that yeah. I probably messed up by putting in a bunch of samples from Plan 9 from Outer Space. <gasps> You're wonderful. <laughs> you are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. And now, for the first time, we are bringing to you the full story of what happened on that fateful day. We are giving you all the evidence. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Can your heart stand the shocking fact about grave robbers from outer space?
my friend. You have seen this incident based on sworn testimony. Can you prove that it didn't happen? God help us in the future. We stole all that sound from Planet Nine from Outer Space, but it's okay because Ed Wood stole it from wherever also. So oh, yeah, it's not Ed like... Wood always just, he used the free shit. He didn't pay you, right. you can't get mad at Ed Wood. No, no. And he can't get mad at us. It's, a, it's an yeah, homage. He's a king. And we never released it, so what, what the fuck? Um, so, so before we get, get into uh, much else, I did want to point out something that, that has slightly been neglected from our conversation a little bit. But uh, I think it's really important about uh, Jubs, um, and I wanted to talk to you know the four of you about um, the actual physical art aesthetic. We've been talking a lot about the the family aspect and the venue aspect and the live performances. You know, I mean, you guys do comedy and 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 hip hop and and spoken word and open mics and rock and roll and all, okay, fine, 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 but. You guys have a really eclectic gallery. Um, some of it is is privately owned, some and publicly displayed. Some of it is is um, um, interiorly created by y'alls, um, and, and then other times you guys do also have like uh, rotating uh, spaces for people to show their stuff or put it up for consignment and. And I just got wanted to like, like let's touch on that. Like, where do you well, get would, all this shit? <laughs> I would say that ninety percent of the stuff that when you walk in Jub Jubs and look at, is yeah, in either, the bar room and it, it just hits yeah, in the face. The, the main bar room. I mean, I'm not just talking the showroom. I'm talking the main bar room. Is ninety um, percent of it is either uh, gifts. It's showroom or something like that of the people in our community who just wanted to show us off. So we have stuff from people in town. We have stuff from people out of town. We have people stuff from, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago that is still up at our bar at the moment because like I said, 90% of the stuff when you walk into jobs and you look around is a gift, a presentation, a show off of somebody who wants to um, give us love. Oh yeah, Jeb Jeb's about continuity. There's like 20, 20 year old shit up in Jeb Jeb. There's ten year old shit up in Jeb Jeb, and it's all given in love. It's all because they're. I, I, I'm a little gushy, but I really think that a, a beer drinker like me goes into a bar like Jubs and just feels okay. I agree with you, Dad. You have you have no idea how many people come from all over the country and just say that this place reminds them of home. This yeah. reminds them of the bar that they call home because yeah. we are home to people. We are we are like the whole aspect of what we give the whole. Art things we have on the wall, all just screams old school home. The wooden brass is a classy touch too. But yeah, but that's a hundred and some odd year old, by the way, Rory. 
like no, it, I mean it's, it is we have at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that 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 came from Virginia City. I mean, I always like to say I was like, oh, Mark Twain, all these all these figures up in Virginia City might have hang out at our bar. I don't know, but I do know that our our, <laughs> our front bar is one hundred and seven years old, and our back bar is one hundred and three years old. Which bar and did they it come both from? Came from Virginia City. Do you know what bar in Virginia City it came from? You know, I don't. Rick, Rick I knows the history out. of the bars up there. I would love <laughs> to know which bar it came from because they sold them so long ago that so they traded hands. Was originally, I can't remember if it's the I, if, if, the back bar originally came from uh, New York City and it was shipped over to the train to Virginia City, and then Ooh. they. Uh, the bottom, the which is the, they used to be the, um, in shape of the baby grand. That was from that was originally in 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 Tahoe. No, no, they bought it from Tahoe. They bought it from Tahoe, but it was originally from Virginia City, and the band or the bar that bought it was in Tahoe. So it came from ah. Virginia City, went to Tahoe, and then Johnny bought it and brought it back. It's beautiful. I mean, like, you know, I mean, it is, it's part of what makes you guys the classiest dive bar in Reno. Because you have this, like, that's architectural art. It's historical art. You know, it, again, it doubles down on the concept. Okay, so Rory, Rory, I think let's get back to what this thing is maybe really all about. If, if something yes. doesn't happen... If something doesn't happen, that Jub Jub bar may be in one of my cargo containers in my backyard. And we don't want that to happen because Jub Jub's important here. Okay, so. Yeah, hey, thank thank you for the redirect, Brian. I was driving up. Thank you. Help steer me back onto the road. I agree. I'm crushed by what Reno has to endure if Jub Jub closes because it means so much to so many people. Um, I'm, I'm an old guy and people contact me all the time and say how, how much they've seen bands there and, and all that. And we all hate to see it go. Well, and, and I mean, and I guess this, this whole episode up until now, this has been the backstory to the pitch, ladies and gentlemen, you know, COVID has affected every layer of society as we know, but especially small business owners and especially live venues. We um, have been open for 10 years for the last six months. We haven't had to be able to have a live show. So everybody's like super great that the bar is open, but we're not a bar. We're a live music venue. We bring yeah. you, the the shows that happen in the small room of the people who can only do the small room but in the back room we're pretty much the only people who give you a chance to see good live real touring acts for a decent price and 10 years before and after they're famous absolutely and, no i mean and, like yeah. you guys have had shows where then people blow up and you've had shows with people who, like, you know, you say it, KRS-One, and, you know, 
Like, I'm not saying he's past his prime or nothing. You know, you don't talk about a goat like that. Man, that guy is <laughs> past his prime. That guy is never going to be past his prime. That's hey, fucking Harris one. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, that's the reason. Hey, hey, that's no one of the reasons I'm still into hip hop as much yeah. as that. And I'm not arguing against you. I'm just saying. What we bring to the community is something that no one else can bring. We bring artists, we bring musicians who can't do the huge things and even cargo. That's twice our capacity. I understand that, but we're not in the thing with cargo. We're in the thing with us. So to have a spot where these people can play, they can come show up with not having to guarantee 15,000, 30,000. We're in the middle. There's nothing else in Reno like us. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I did, as you guys know, I, I worked for some bars doing promotions and bookings and all that kind of thing. And you guys are professionally, you guys are in an absolute unique class by yourself in this market. And you guys serve a very important purpose. So folks out there who listen to this show because you love jobs and you love rock and roll and you love hip hop and you love spoken word and comedy and open mics and art and all the good stuff. Coming up here in October, October 23rd and 24th, it's a Friday and Saturday, we are having an emergency Mary Anarchy. We are foregoing December at Mary Anarchy this year and we're having an emergency Mary Anarchy to raise some fucking money for everybody's home over there on Wells. Um, we have uh, uh, 47, 48 acts lined up, uh, almost five hours of, of fucking brilliant goddamn entertainment um, from all over the country. Uh, people who have uh, performed at Jubs in the back who are in the past and, and in, in the back of the day uh, <laughs> uh, who have a lot of good memories of this place. Um, and, and again, like this is, this isn't going to be a regular Mary Anarchy. This is, this is a Jub Jub Mary Anarchy. It's, it's uh, bigger than life. Um, we have a GoFundMe. You can find the link. Um, in the uh, uh, blog post that's going to be accompanying this podcast, there is also an event page on Facebook for the Emergency Mary Anarchy. Uh, if you search GoFundMe for Keep Jubs Alive um, or the hashtag Keep Jubs Alive, you'll, I'm sure, be able to find it anywhere on social media because we're all kind of pushing for it right now. We need your help, folks. We need our help because we are a family. And if you're listening to the show, if you're a fan of Worst Little Podcast and Mary Anarchy, I guarantee you, you've been inside Jub Jubs. I just want to say I appreciate and love every person who's ever been a part of this. But man, if we've ever done anything good for you, Now's the time to help us out. Thank you, Roy. I love you guys. Love you, Roy. Roy, Nick. I love you guys. Love you too, Brian. (laughs) I mean, uh, Brian and Lou, I mean, you guys uh, are... are, are... Hi, Bobby. My son's saying goodnight. If there wasn't a Brian or Lou, (laughs) we would have never had Jub Jubs. So please give all credit and respect to these two old, old fuckers that I love so much. But if we would have never had them, you guys would have never had Jub Jubs. You would have never had Fuck Your Day. 
a couple of Reno goats who who welcomed me into the family before I knew what family I was getting myself into. All right. Uh, no, we're, like we're, we're happy it. to have you guys all on the show. Uh, please tune in. Find us on Facebook. Find the event page. We're going to have a couple of days worth of streamed videos of, of, of five-minute performances from all over the spectrum, and we want to have you guys part of it. Um, we are here at the end of the tunnel. I hope you can see the light, and it's not because you're suffocating. <laughs> hey, Kai. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kai. Hey, let's welcome uh, uh, the the youngest member of the Jub family. You know what? So here's what you got to know is that that's Lou and Mike's grandson. <laughs> yep. It's family upon family. Hey, Kai, how you doing, brother? Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's I don't a know question. what your no, that that's that's perfect. That's fine. Are you looking forward to 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 the next emergency Mary Anarchy? Yes. No. <laughs> we like money. Uh, we like money. Good morning. He keeps asking me, well, you know, if we keep the bar, if he gets to run the show. He's like, when I'm 21, I want to do this, and I'm going to do that. Like he has, he has his little. Hey, our kid loves drunken history. history. Like, oh, buddy, I don't know if we can make it that long, but uh, <laughs> well, hey, our kid loves drunken history in the first place. So when he found out we might do a drunken history of of Jub Jubs, I was excited. He's super excited. Go on, go on. He made me go He made me. He made me tonight. Go get drunk, oh. Kai. What is what? the difference between tonight and every night? Nothing. <laughs> God damn it. It's always like this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, guys. existentialism 101 yeah. from an 11 year old. I love you guys so much. Really? Thank you for doing this, Rory. Thank you for doing this, Nick. Thank you for doing it for Rick. Thank you for. All of you guys. I appreciate the shit and I love you guys. Like, uh, there's no words. I love you guys till the end of time. It, hurt, it breaks my heart. I love you guys. I love you too, brother. Yeah, too. Thank you for doing this. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm going right. to go because that's not okay. So I All love right. you guys. <laughs> Good night, Josh. We love you. You're the best. And like usual, Lou and I are the last ones around. I'm still here. I was just say Faith's still here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, we've got we have uh, one more uh, Riptide Bandit song, Rick. Oh that yeah, we're gonna go out on. This has been a real big love in, and I don't know. I I, I think I can speak for some of the podcast family here. Uh, we love you guys, Jub Jubs. Like you, you are our home too, both between Mary Anarchy and the worst little podcast. I was telling you guys, I love you and all this stuff. And then I realized I've been muted for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Me too. This is ridiculous, like how long we've all been part of the same community. We're uh, talking, we're talking. You know, I'm not crying now, Faith, but I, I remember I cried the first time you fired me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Faith. Everybody fires him. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. 
Brian, I've got your, I've got the video of you playing Fat Couch Set, naked and green. Oh my god! I've got that video. I've got oh, that, that was, video. That was my wedding night, man. That was your wedding night. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, brother. Crazy. <clears throat> I have pictures of you guys. I mean, we're talking two and. Almost two and a half decades. It's fucking yes. weird, and I love you guys. Like there I you love go. you. <laughs> I fucking you love you guys. Yeah, let's grow old together. It's working out really well. We gotta grow together. I don't know, but I stopped dyeing my hair at quarantine, and it's pretty fucking gray, y'all. Hey, Nick, we grow older together. We already grow old together. You're closer to 50 than 45, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And and I know you saw this on the internet, but your music, Nick, has been the soundtrack of my life. Yeah, baby. I love you so much. I love you, too. I love you too. I love you so Please. much. Check out Nick Ramirez on Facebook to check out his album. Nick, where all, where can people get a copy of that album online? They can't get it yet. It will be it will be released uh, October tenth digitally. So then people can right. go get it then, and then uh, hard copies will come right. in after that to make six right. or eight weeks. So, so everybody in post. here. Everybody in here right now, my dad, Rory, Nick, Faith, I've, all, I've known you guys for eternity. I love you all. Love, love you too. Love you too, Okay. Hey, Lou. Oh, shit, Lou. I didn't know you were still here. And Lou. Love you. I love you too. <laughs> I love you too. And you, Lou. Yeah, you guys, everybody on this thing has made a complete difference of my life. I love you all. Okay, but it's not about you. It's It's not about you. Fuck you. None of that was about me. It's all about you. (laughs) Shut up, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And on that note, I am going to tell you all that life is short. And we all fucking love you. So good night, ladies. Rick, give us some more Riptide Bandits. I love oh Rick. Shit, I didn't mention you. I love you too. Oh, God. Bye. <laughs> Damn it. Bye, guys. Too. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, Rick. Good night, everybody. I love y'all. Good night. I love you, Faith. Rest Thank in peace, Rich. I love you all. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass. Rick, can you make that entertaining? <laughs> There's a chance I may cut out uh, maybe five I love yous.
videos.